on, everybody? This is SecDevOps.ai. Yes, sir. Welcome we back go. to the Hacker Valley Studio Show. Glad to be back again, and along here, with a special guest, right? Very, very Woo! special guest. This is the person I want to be when I grow up. I put that out publicly. <laughs> I want everyone to know that. If I don't make it to his level before I die, I have failed as a person. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> we have Mark Metry, the host of Humans 2.0. Big fans of the stuff that you're doing. You have some phenomenal guests on. You know, I don't want you to, to have to reiterate your entire life story because I'm sure you <laughs> For those that do want to hear the life story, though, episode 200 on his podcast, he goes really, really deep on his story. But for all of our listeners, could you go, you know, maybe for a few yeah. minutes and introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah. So, so today, uh, what I do is much different from what I used to do. You know, I, I, I tweeted about, or I put it on LinkedIn or whatever. And I said, you know, I spent the first 18 years of my life trying to hide from the entire world about my issues that I felt with anxiety. And now that's literally all I do. All I do is host my podcast, talk to the world's leading experts, not just on anxiety, but all aspects of, of human performance, human potential, uh, self-improvement, mental health. My podcast is ranked in the global top 100 in every single major country and also oh, not wow. major country under self-improvement and mental health. And like in some like developing countries, it's like ranked five, which is crazy to me. Wow. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, I also, uh, I speak, um, I mean, I've just sort of recently been taking that more seriously and it's been crazy, but I speak on stages all over the world, uh, mostly in the U.S., but I'm starting to shift international. Um, all about this and, you know, all about um, like sort of the more professional side of my success too, of like my come up, how I grew my podcast, how I did all these things. Uh, I also recently signed an agreement with Amazon to be a part of their yeah. docu-series TV show called The Social Movement next year. So that's Congrats. been crazy. And, and yeah, man, that's for the most part what I do. And I'm trying to, you know, be a you know, good member of my family, trying to be a good um, friend to a lot of people, trying to keep myself healthy. I'm an advisor at a couple companies. Just I do a ton of different things. But I think they all sort of go with like, just trying to impact the world, trying to ch uh, change human consciousness, be a part of that equation. Because what I went through, I don't really want anybody to go through what I went through, because there's way better alternatives. So yeah. Have you ever been to Silicon Valley? Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like you were born to like live here and just <laughs> advise everybody that has startups around the world. Because I mean, all the stuff that you bring up on your podcast, all the stuff that you're passionate about is the stuff that our listeners are passionate about. All the founders and stuff that are in the area are really mm -hmm. passionate about all that stuff. You have like one of the best guest lists I've ever seen. You got folks, David Asprey, you got mm. uh, Stephen Kotler, Mark mm. Manson, you had Aubrey Marcus on, right? Yeah, just recently. Oh my week. gosh. Awesome. <laughs> That's insane. I, I, and I think the one thing that I think our listeners will get from you, and we, I wanted to ask you this just personally, how, how is it you're talking to all of these great folks in their field and, and their life's work? How do you go about applying all of those knowledges from all those people to your life? Great question. I'm glad oh I asked that one. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's, it's such an interesting question. So, man. So when I first started this in 2017, 
I sort of just started it just to start it. And I had like this, this general idea of like trying to find a system that would help me continue my self-development by getting me in contact with the world's experts. And so probably like at the beginning of 2018, January 1st, that's when I started taking like the whole podcasting thing seriously and, and learning from these people. But, you know, honestly, man, it, it, it's a struggle. And that's why I began to like cut down on the amount of interviews that I used to do. Like if you go back, mm-hmm. I was doing it at one point like daily or I would put out three episodes, three interviews a week. Oof. And yeah, and, and like that's great and everything and that's cool. But it's also like I just began to notice just me personally, I sort of be, I sort of started to become a caricature of who I thought I was supposed to be and not actually doing those things. Right, and it wow. just made me realize, I was like, wait, the reason why people follow me and, and subscribe or whatever is I think a big part of it is I'm just like a normal dude. And if I'm moving away from that, then what's the point of even doing this? So like recently I got sort of slowed down, deliberate. I'm like, I'm going to take this one at a time. And you know, for me, the way that I do it is like, I go through seasons So like what I'll do is like, I will be like, okay, I have this Aubrey Marcus interview that I've got like in the next two weeks, I'm just going to like reread Aubrey Marcus's book uh, again, because I read it actually twice. So three times I'm going to listen to all his podcasts and I'm actually just going to sit down and just try to understand him as a person. I'm going to try to understand like, how did he start off in this world? How did he enter onto this planet? What were the conditions that he was born into? And then just like understand, you know, at age six, he did this. At age 12, he did this. And I often find, at least for me, when I look at somebody's story chronologically, I'm able to sort of map that to to my own life and be like, oh, wow, you know, at this age, I was doing these things or I did these things, but I did it a little bit different. And that enables me to really understand, in that case, Aubrey Marcus's perspective uh, and really just sort of have him be... Uh, a legitimate mentor and based on that understanding then I go into the interview of like okay this is what people need to know about their story this is what they could benefit the most from and then what are like some questions that I have that I still don't really know that can fit into that person's story and really just like view them as like a uh, until I talk to them like a virtual mentor be like yeah you know I'm gonna learn from this person I'm gonna take notes I I take notes on like podcast episodes I I listen to a ton of audiobooks I always take notes. So just kind of approaching it from that level, if that answers your question. That, wow. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. I think it's great to kind of have that virtual mentor because maybe someone relates to you a lot and the, your perspective and your questions allow them to understand that person a bit more. Absolutely. So that's, that's, that's very incredible. How long does it take you to go through that research uh, process and really relate to the person? Um, probably too long. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it depends. Like I, I have some episodes, like for example, Aubrey Marcus, where it's like, I've literally been listening to Aubrey Marcus since 2016 in my college dorm room. So right. it's like, I, I sort of like already sort of, you know, like get him or, or know some mm-hmm. things about him. But like for some other people, you know, it, it honestly depends. Like, honestly, I feel like I don't even do that good of a job at it sometimes. Like I will sometimes just listen to the person's book, like through audio, and then I'll just do the interview. So I mean, like, there's a ton of things I need to work on. That's definitely mm-hmm. one of them. 
but that's why I sort of decided to slow down the frequency so I could have more time. And with all these other new things in my life popping up, you know, you only have certain amount of time and an allocation to be able to put on certain uh, resources. But I mean, ideally, maybe like two weeks, if I'm in a crunch, like a couple of days, like it really depends. Right. It just depends. And I got, I got to get better at it too. But ideally, I mean, I would sit down and like, literally like research this person's life. If they don't have a book, I would write their book, like just go all in. But you know, we all know that can't always happen. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see, I see some tremendous parallels between where you focus on the, the human aspect uh, of problems and we focus on uh, more of the technical but I see that there's a parallel there, and that is there are experts in our field. And for folks that are solving hard problems, either in the, the human space or in the technical mm. space, how, how would you recommend people building that network? Because you've been able to access some people that I, I would pay thousands of dollars to have access to. <laughs> right. But what is, what is some of the advice that you would give to folks that are looking to solve a problem? There are experts out there in the world somewhere that they, don't, they might not even know exists at this point in time. How do you get right. from having a problem, seeing what you need to do, and then finding the person that can most likely help you? Hmm. I love that question. And, you know, my background is from, is from technology. I went to, I got on the internet pretty early on, started coding, developing like websites, some of like the first app, not the first apps, but like some apps for the iPhone when it first came out. So I've sort of always been in that uh, world, ended up going to college for computer science, but dropped that, went to something else. So I, I don't really view myself now too much into like the technology world because I personally, I think my, my talents and, and energies and efforts would be more useful to the world in some other area. Yeah. But I, I still think in sort of that way in terms of like, literally the name of my show, Humans 2.0, the way I came up with it and the way that I sort of developed this whole model and analogy for like, there's a second version of a human that's possible is like through software. You know, you have version yep. 1.0 of the software Absolutely. and there's updates and then you go and then the updating never really ends, right? But there is like that version 2.0. And mm -hmm. I, I view that way the, the same thing. And I think that the human body, mind, brain is you know, a super complicated system. Maybe it's like some kind of like quantum computing biological right. stuff. We don't even know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, for me, what I would say is, um, I think it's all about probably LinkedIn. It's all about LinkedIn because I've been introduced to a lot of people uh, from like word of, word of mouth. So like, for example, Aubrey Marcus came on my show because a subscriber of mine, literally reached out to him for like 50 days straight in a row and finally wow. got an email to his assistant. So like, that's not even me. Right. Right. But the big part of it is just word of mouth. Like who knows you? And mm -hmm. like, you know, Gary V talks about this, yep. uh, social media and the internet is just the plumbing of how word of mouth happens. So yep. if you don't have word of mouth already going on, which why would you, unless you, you already have some kind of like brand, then what I would say is go on LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is, is what it's all about. I mean, I could not be preaching LinkedIn more to people. Like I, yes. I cannot like LinkedIn is how I basically built my audience, how uh, I've gotten some of the biggest guests from my podcast. Like I got on uh, Ed Milet on my show because I took a podcast interview that he did 
and then I, I had somebody make it into like a, like a clip, mm-hmm. posted that on LinkedIn and his assistant reached out to me and just called me and he was like, yo, can you send me that clip? Cause we want to repost it. We'll give you credit. And we also got to get Ed Milet on your show. So it's wow. like LinkedIn, LinkedIn is what I would say. And, and the craziest part about it is this. I mean, it's still so new early on in the platform. Yep. You could literally be anybody find some kind of like skill or talent or something that you like become the dominant authority in that by gaining credibility from other people in your industry that are doing it and, and just go for it. And the craziest thing that ends up happening is people and opportunities start coming to you as you post uh, frequently on LinkedIn, people just start coming to you. And, 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 you know, what I would say is, um, you know, a big part about it, I would say about like finding an expert is the credibility aspect Mm -hmm. of like, who do I actually know? Like, just because this person has written an article about it, does that actually mean they know what they're talking about? Right. Uh, And so for me, I always view, you know, sort of mutual connections, right? So in my mind, the way that I know that somebody is legit more often than not is when I already have a credible person in my mind and they have done some kind of association with that person. Absolutely. Right. So I found out about, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, David Meltzer. Yeah. So, so I found out about him and I reached out to him to do the interview after I saw him just collaborating with, with Gary V. And so if you can find like a few trustworthy notes whether that's like some kind of like big podcaster who you've known for a while, like for like one of them for me is Tim Ferriss. Like the things that he refers to usually are people that are credible. And so if you can start with, with like these sort of notes that are already credible, see what they bridge down to, or just see what, how they interact, then you'll find a, a good credibility piece. And then the craziest part about that is if you want to reverse engineer that. So like, if you want to gain credibility, you've just got to find the other credible people. So it's like people began to consider me credible when I began to put out content with all these names that you note that you said. And so it's like, this is just the way that you do it. This is how you build a, you know, a a perception of how people are going to perceive you. As long as it's backed up by, you know, the truth and authenticity, you're not like scamming people or anything like that. But that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. That's some really awesome advice. Fantastic advice. And I think that goes uh, along with what we've been preaching on the show and also the article you put out yesterday talking about having that peer group, uh, yep. finding those credible people to be Absolutely. along in that peer group is, is huge. Huge. Have you ever read the book, The Formula? Who's it by? Uh, who is it by? I can't remember the, the author <laughs> yeah. off the top of my head. But basically, he talks about exactly what you said, like in a, an entire book form. So somehow you have that knowledge, like just <laughs> ingrained in your brain. But yeah, you know, dealing with people that have high credibility and sort of being uh, in close proximity to that absolutely adds to that. And I couldn't, you know, sing praises more to to LinkedIn. I mean, this is how this happened. I was about to say, right. how did you two meet? Was yeah. it LinkedIn? Yeah. So uh, actually, it kind of started when we had Tim on the show because Tim was on Mark's podcast. Okay, nice. Wait, wait, Tim, <laughs> wait which Tim? Tim Salau. Oh, Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, of course, Tim. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. I, I like, didn't understand his last name for a second, but yeah, he's the man. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was on and... Um, in pre- preparing for his show, I was listening to your podcast and I was like, humans 2.0. I mean, that's, that's, that sounds awesome. That sounds right up like our alley. 
and then, you know, followed you on LinkedIn and reached out on LinkedIn and we made it happen. So I, I, I couldn't sing more praises to LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, I mean, another thing is like, you know, a lot of people that like, especially from a podcaster's perspective, a lot of people that you may want to reach out to that, you know, may have like 500,000 followers on Instagram, for example, they probably don't have that much saturation on LinkedIn. So it's like, it could be a more open path where they might actually see your message rather than just like a DM and and requests. So I view it as like the, it's like the plumbing man. And like, when I look back at how I got my first like big guests that helped me gain a little bit of credibility, they were all through LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's great news. Yeah. So how, how often, what does your day look like? I would love to hear kind of like how you prepare for such a busy day Yeah. and also stay cool while doing it. You're yeah. saying that a lot has changed. So we'd love to hear the, what's improved the most. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm not cool, but <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it happens. I mean, not every day or not every moment rather I'm uh, I'm like super focused. I'm, I'm ready. Sometimes I, and not optimistic. Sometimes I get down on myself. Sometimes I think things are hopeless and there's no point in me trying. I mean, that's just a part of, of, of human life. But I know that, you know, facing ups and downs and, and facing a down leads you to facing an up. And sometimes facing an up leads you to facing a down. And, and that's just life. Um, a mentor of mine says that uh, life is like a heartbeat. You know, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down but you're only dead. You're only not living when you're trying to stay in the middle, then you're flatlining and right. you don't even live your life. Yep. Uh, and so for me, you know, I wake up, uh, I mean, not super early in the morning. I used to, but I wake up like at around like six o'clock. Usually what I do is I'll either go for a walk outside but that's getting more and more difficult to do because I live in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> right. Like the weather today is nice, but it's like, yo, it's going to start snowing soon. So <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that at like 4am or 5am or whatever. Right. Um, but, but that's usually what I do. I think just from what I've learned, mo- moving your body in some kind of way, whether that's just walking or, or stretching uh, and also outside getting uh, access to sun to set your circadian rhythm is uh, super important. Uh, I drink water with, with lemons, of course. Good. I, after that, I usually meditate. And then I get into sort of like my, like my writing down journaling phase of the day where I just sort of like figure out what my mind is trying to say to me by writing it down. Right. I try to focus on like, you know, first I try to focus on myself. So like, what am I grateful for? What are, you know, problems that, uh, I need to figure out solutions for how am I just going to think about this? Uh, and then I move on to like more professional things. Like what are my priorities for the day? What are my most important tasks for the day? What, what do I need to tell this person, this and that kind of just like spit it all down on, on, on paper. And after I meditate, that really helps with that process. And then after that, I just go to the gym and I come back and um, then I usually just have breakfast and then I just start my day and like, you know, and then I just do, you know, work related things and probably like in the middle of the day, maybe around like one, two or 3 PM or like right now, uh, I would be taking a break by just taking a walk outside. Right. Uh, I think that's super important. Another good thing that I do is like, sometimes when I have all my meetings scheduled up that I can do like just over the phone, 
uh, I'll just go for like a massive walk and I'll just schedule those all together and I'll just go for a big walk in the afternoon just because I think sort of physically moving your body aside from going to the gym just for that first hour is super important because you know most of us just end up sitting down for the rest of the day even if we Mm -hmm. are physically active and I know for me and a lot of people I talk to that's just super important for your overall physiology, which affects your psychology, which affects your mindset, which affects how you deal with other people. So for me, being physical is such a major aspect of my life, especially because I spent like the first 18 years of my life being completely sedentary, never played a sport, barely walked. And so I'm just sort of slowly realizing that now. And and then, yeah, and then I usually like go off work, like around like eight o'clock. And then I just like do something like I'll just watch Netflix or I'll I'll play in virtual reality or I'll meet up with some friends and then I'll just end up going to sleep. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I mean, that's more than most people do in a day for sure. That's a lot. (laughs) Uh, One thing I do want to ask you about and and go as far as you can go. Tell us about the the social movement show with Amazon. Yeah. Go and check (laughs) them. Yeah. So it's crazy because so a friend of mine, Quentin Allums, a couple months ago, he was like, yo guys, I'm going to be on this Amazon Prime show, the social movement. And, and I, I was like, that's crazy, man. And, and we got a chance to chat when he was in Boston last year, not last year, last month, we were speaking at an event together on a panel in Boston. And, and we just chatted about it. And, uh, and literally just like, what, like two weeks ago, he just hits me up and he's like, yo, bro, you want to be, you want to be on my team for the show together? I'm like, what, what? Wow. And um, so we hop on the call and he basically tells me um, a little bit about the project. Tells me that like these, uh, like these executive producers and these directors that have a lot of experience that have been featured in like all kinds of media outlets and whatnot are going to be running the show from uh, for, for Amazon, excuse me. And, and basically the premise of the show is to solve the world's biggest problems. So mm. basically what's going to happen is, again, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but over the course of four days, four teams have to solve four massive global issues that are going wow. on. Yeah, so one of them is, so it's basically like the, the conscious entrepreneurship version of Shark Tank. That's basically what it is, but it's like solving big, massive issues. So like, I know one of them is like solving gun violence, which I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with that. If they gave that to me, (laughs) another one is, are some other areas. The one that we have is to uh, reinvent the education system, which is something that I'm like, so, so passionate about as I've literally just gotten out of the education system. And I know how obsolete and broken it is on so many different levels. So it's like a, it's like a, some crazy like fantasy for me to like go back and and redo the education system, like with the team. So it's awesome. That's super cool. Super cool stuff. The other thing I wanted to bring up is your company. So I'm a huge fan of, of VR and augmented reality. What are you doing in that space right now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's taken on so many different turns, but, um, right now the main service that we offer is helping our and AR and, 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 and MR mixed reality companies market their product services that aren't even like mainstream yet. So like what we're trying to do is we we're a marketing industry that really focuses on 
like exponential technology. How do you market and publicize and sell things that don't even like nobody really knows about, or some people right. have some idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's primarily what we do. But in the long term, what we're trying to gear up for is to actually start developing like really custom solutions that we would develop on our own in terms of VR and mixed reality for what I want to do, which is basically make mental illness a thing of the past. And so a big part of it is using virtual reality. And and as these exponential technologies grow, what we're noticing is they're giving us new solutions that we've never had access before. And Mm -hmm. once you start thinking about that, it's like, okay, some of the really like obscure problems in our society that we don't really know how to solve yet, what could we do with this technology to help them solve that? So like an example is, you guys ever heard of this thing called the astronaut overview effect? No. no. So it's basically this, this premise that, and this was originally coined by Frank White, uh, who I've had on the podcast. And basically when, when the very first time that the people left earth to go to the moon, the first astronauts, they go up there and they look back at earth. They basically realized this insane, like existential phenomenon happens in somebody's brain. When you look back at the earth and you look at it and you're like, wait, what is even going on? And you see the entire world, world, you don't see, you know, you don't see borders. You don't see a lot of like these petty issues that we deal with. Mm. And at the same time, when, when the human brain, when it looks at where it's from, it can't even like comprehend that. It's just like, wait, wait, what? Right. And so what happens is, and this also happens, you know, unfortunately when you have some kind of like, not necessarily traumatic event, but when you have like a major life shifting event that essentially leads you to rethink everything. So all of the, the mental models that you have in your brain, you have to reset yours. Right. And it's like, the reason why that's so important is this, let's say, you walk around, right? And like you see cars parked everywhere. And let's say you have this memory when you were, I don't know, four years old and you saw a car at like this mall and inside that car, car it was a fake car, right? Like the, the, the gears, the engines, they weren't actually in there. So they just had like some, some fake models, some fake parts. When you grow up, every single car that you see, unless you've actually looked into it, you're gonna think that car is identical inside the things that you can't see to the car that you saw a long time ago you're like oh yeah it's got these things when in reality you don't really know how each one of these cars works and so the reason why that's so important is because i truly believe that's a big factor to mental health you go around this world you have these models you have these beliefs that you view as objective reality as black and white that you can't change we'll have a question how do you change those things And so if you can give somebody an experience like that without going to the moon, maybe just in virtual reality, maybe it could trigger some of those similar things. So like, that's kind of the stuff that we have our eyes set on. But I mean, we haven't even started because just the technology right now is is not at that point where, not it should be, but where it, it could be into the future to be able to do these simulations that are indistinguishable from reality. Just the technology is not there yet. And we're not we're not Facebook, we're not Oculus, we're not HTC, we're not going to be able to develop these things. That's like another startup in Silicon Valley. And I know of a few that are doing this and some that actually have. So, so yeah, it's a crazy, crazy field. for sure. Wow. 
That's that's deep. I'm yeah. glowing. I hope I hope that they make that an episode on your show. Yeah, <laughs> solve that problem. <laughs> solve the problem. Wow, fantastic. So I I I'd usually close out uh, a specific way, but I I actually wanted to ask you this one question. Yeah. For everybody out there that wants to move to their version 2.0, what is like the one piece of advice or philosophy that you would want? to give to our listeners today? Yeah, so, so I think everybody is you know, trying to do the best they can in every single moment based on what they know. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, don't, I find it hard to believe that you know, there are people who, who wake up every day and then like in their mind, based on like how they're you know, living with their family and all the things that they care about, and they're like, man, I'm going to make sure my life sucks today. Like I just, you know, it doesn't, right. doesn't really happen. And so I think it's all about sort of the, like the environment. And, and what I mean is this, um, I, I always viewed the way I performed and the way I acted as sort of a moral failure. Like growing up when I was a kid and I, you know, had no energy, I, I, you know, I was sleeping in class or when I wasn't, I couldn't focus. I couldn't learn anything. I thought I was stupid. Um, I thought I couldn't talk to people because of my social anxiety, because there was something wrong with me. And so for me, the big breakthrough was realizing that these are essentially just a ton of uh, biochemical signals that are going on at the underneath. And it's not necessarily a matter of just like, you know, no excuses or just change your attitude or, or, or whatever it is. I'm like slowly and slowly believing that's, that doesn't actually exist. And that's like the worst thing you could say to somebody. Right. Um, and so for me, I had to go back to what makes us human. I had to go back to sort of the, the fundamentals because I don't, I don't really think anybody in this world is born disadvantaged. I feel like or let me take that back. I definitely think there are people born in this world that are right. disadvantaged in, in other countries and whatnot. But what I'm saying is I think people are born, every single one of us, sort of knowing what we want to do, who we are. And I think the issue is a lot of the times we, due to you know survival, due to trying to adapt, we end up picking up like these wrong models, these things that we think about us incorrectly. And so what I'm realizing now more and more is that if you go back to the things that really make us human, you're going to be able to go back to who you naturally are. And the way that you mm. do that is just like, you know, go, go listen to, to like scientific researchers that talk about physiology and psychology and how humans used to grow up. In. And like, for me, the moment where I stopped, uh, eating like, you know, anything that was artificial, anything that just the human body wouldn't recognize. And I just began to eat um, healthy, natural food. I began to walk around a lot, like just pick things up and just do right. that. I began to talk to a lot of people, like trying to find myself in a community, just going back to what humans did. Right. Then I slowly began to notice that like my biochemistry began to reset and begin to equalize and it, you know it takes a while and i'm still on that journey now but to me if you can focus on your biochemistry then you can sort of shift into 
your psychology. And once you can do that, then you can sort of begin to think about who you are. And, and yeah, and I mean, I mean, the biggest part about it is like, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people who are eating healthy, uh, are going to the gym, are sleeping and they have family and friends that love them, but yet they're still depressed. And I think in that case, then that calls into, you know, just using science and technology to find certain tests, find certain things that you can do to find out why you're like that in terms of like going to a functional doctor and getting like your, your, your blood, um, panel getting your, uh, yep. getting your gut microbiome checked. Like I had a friend of mine yep. who, who did that. And it turns out like just genetically, he had a disposition to a deficiency in vitamin D just naturally, no matter sort of what he ate or he didn't even know that. And it's like, that's been lack of vitamin D has been linked to almost every single kind of mental health disorder out there, including, you know, low levels of like brain fog, not being focused, not having the energy. And it's like, if you're super tired for a wide variety of reasons, you just, you literally can't be yourself. And it's like the big part of what I'm realizing between humans 1.0 and version 2.0 is that it's, you know, you're not necessarily like recreating something from the ground up, but you're just, adapting you're changing you are putting yourself on the path of always improving always trying to to change things up because that's the way that life works and i've noticed that you become the sort of truer higher version of yourself that has always really been there but it's just been masked by different things that you've picked up from the world whether it was somebody told you something or going back to those mental models what you thought you knew based on the survival at that time so what i would say is like if you can go back to the way that we did things as humans and start using biochemistry as a fundamental i think you'll go a long way love it fantastic go back to basics but measure with science yeah i like it exactly exactly man and that's the beauty of living in this world with so much technology and you know being able to use that right in a way that you know fundamentally improves your life i mean i don't know about you guys but i mean technology is awesome you know whether it's a computer yeah. linkedin Absolutely. like LinkedIn, just imagine yeah. trying to do this stuff before <laughs> like trying to try to start a podcast let alone a podcast without linkedin or without right. any of this stuff man so it's just trying to figure out how to how do i use this to the best of my ability with what I have and not let, and then the flip side is not let the tool use me instead. Um, right. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, fantastic. Mark, thank you so much uh, from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate the time. Yes. Appreciate having you on the show. For everybody out there that wants to stay up to date with what you have going on, all of your projects, your podcast, what is the best way for folks to stay in touch with you? Yeah. So, um, sorry, just, so yes, probably the best way is to just go to my website markmetry.com just my first and last name uh m-a-r-k-m-e-t-r-y you can check out my podcast through there humans 2.0 anywhere you listen to podcasts i've been putting out like these like these social anxiety 30-day challenges on my email list if anyone's interested in that definitely put your email in and and yeah instagram linkedin if you do reach out definitely let me know that you came from this podcast i mean i try my best to be an open guy so i'll definitely try to try to respond to your message and whatnot. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Yes. Truly a pleasure. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks. And we'll see everybody next time.